man to man, combat hand to hand, horns locked, ready for the last stand, elbow drops, kicks fade bang, if I connect you levitate, better settle mate, lights out, knocked out by the heavyweight. Uh, it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA today, lucky to be talking to Jacob the Flamingo, mm, how are you bro? Yeah, really good, thanks uh, cheers for having me on. Thanks man, hey firstly just want to jump in your name bro, It's everyone says Jacob NG, is it Jacob NG or is it Jacob mm? Yeah, it's Jacob mm. Um, but it's just way easy to say NG. Um, so everyone just says that usually. Yeah, I was guessing that because I, I actually wasn't. I thought maybe I would make a mistake because I was saying that when I talked to Billy one day, and and he's got Jacob NG, and I'm thinking it has to be that name, or, or it could be a gym name like NGT or something. So I'm just thinking I wanted to double check that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, funny. Not many people get that. So uh, prop, props on it for uh, picking that one up. Yeah, man, it's the it's the you have to make it simple for us gronky gronky Aussies that can't work out. Asian names, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I've been struggling with my whole life, really, in school and uh, in boxing and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, so what what background do you have, bro? Then, out of interest, your father, Stephen, uh, where where's his his background from? Ah, uh, so my dad was born in Malaysia. Um, his yeah. dad was Chinese Malay. Um, his mum was Australian. So, but he was born over there. He moved migrated to Australia when he was five, and he lived the rest of life here. My mum's um actually a Kiwi. Yep. So um, I, but I'm Australian, born and bred, um, born and raised here, and I'm Aussie at heart. That's it, mixed bag, bro. Actually, last night I was I had dinner with that gentleman named Stephen as well. <laughs> Strangely enough, and he's from Singapore, so that that name's real popular over that way. Yeah, My yeah, no, Singapore. it is. Yeah, most common names over in Asia. Yeah, bro. So on to your career, bro. I just have a look at your record: fifteen and 0, 11 KOs. This is in boxing. Uh, undefeated, bro. Currently ranked. Uh, mentioned on one site said number six with WR. WBO and number eight with IBF. Uh, nice record, looking good, bro. Rising star in the scene, bro. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. Um, it's been uh, been a longer process. I've been fighting since I was a kid, so it's been grinding through. It's always been a dream, and I'm I'm living my dream right now. I train and fight full time. I teach people I teach people boxing on the side. Um, I've been in the gym this morning since five a.m. It's um, what is it now? Twelve fifty-two. So I've been here all day, just living the dream. That's awesome, man. And on that, I was, I'm interested in, like you said, you started very young. I'm interested in like how you started and, and you've gone through a few different types of fighting arts, which is kind of relevant to my channel because I talk to people from all over the place and it's cool to have someone that's done BJJ, you know, done some Thai boxing and now into boxing. So can you talk me a little bit through like how you started? Yeah. Um, so I got, um, I picked on a bit when I was a kid, when I was like, year two year three and my parents were like all right we're gonna teach him some self-defense my dad had a boxing gym at the time but they thought the best self-defense at the time was Brazilian jiu-jitsu because that's where all fights end up on the ground and little kids and that better than just punching a kid in the face hitting the ground and choke them out so um <laughs> yeah my parents put me in jiu-jitsu so i did that for about 10 years i got pretty proficient in that competed hicks and Gracie cup over in japan um competed Abu Dhabi trials um a lot of different uh genres are uh, different competitions there um at 15 i told my dad i wanted to start boxing so he's like all right i gotta to get to the gym so i get into the gym i was training every day I had my first fight before my 16th birthday as a for amateur boxer um i fought there for about three four years as well as doing brazilian jiu-jitsu um i had a bit of a break for about a year i sort of went off the rails sort of just young just partying and stuff all the time and as most young kids do um, I started sort of getting my life back on track, started training Muay Thai, and I moved to Thailand. So I lived in Thailand for a year, had um, nine professional Muay Thai fights while I lived there. Then I come back, started fighting pro boxing um, full-time, and here we are now. 
Yeah, man, it's a good story. Uh, when uh, so you started BJJ when you were ten, and you won a few little titles around uh, around Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, then switched up to Blue Belt at sixteen, and and Gold Coast and Queensland champ. Like you mentioned, went to Japan a couple of times. I reckon it's a good art for for kids to start with, right? Like you mentioned um, about the not not punching other kids, but also just while well, your brain's developing, good not to get that head contact, right? Yeah, I oh, 100% agree. I think jiu-jitsu is the pinnacle of self-defense. Like, all fights end up on the ground. And for a kid, it's just so much fun, like wrestling. You like you have games and that. Um, I think that that ground game is, yeah, just so important. Like, when I was training jiu-jitsu, as a 16-year-old, I was going to open weight division. I was choking out 110-kilo guys in competition. Like, there's this size doesn't matter in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's all technique. It's all skill. It obviously helps a little bit when you get to the black belt, like a 110-kilo black belt versus 60-kilo black belt. The 110-kilo guy will probably win. Um, but in boxing, it's like I was doing, like, just, like, light sparring with Casey Caswell. I was our 91-kilo fighter. Hit me in the rib, broken rib straight away just because our size and power there. And he, like, wasn't even loading up. So... There's um, a bit of a difference there. So in self-defense arts, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the way to go, I believe. And what, what made you then switch over to boxing? Is this that your old man was a boxer and, and you wanted to kind of try it out or, or what was the deal? Yeah, pretty much just dad. Um, I was always in the gym as a little kid watching dad train and fight. Um, I've been around like all the fighters that go to the fight shows. Dad is his amateurs back in the day were fighting and his pro fighters. So watching and just you get hyped on it, you want to do it too. So I decided, oh, I want to start doing it and just went from there. Yeah, your your father is a bit the same as you, right? Like he's done boxing, kickboxing and MMA together, right? So it's kind of cool you guys are, are crossing over different codes and just being all around sort of combat fighters. Yeah, we are. We are very uh, similar in that regard. He started off just primarily boxing um, and then he always wanted to have a Muay Thai fight and uh, – he was on oh, my legs and I never get conditioned, but he had kickboxing tournament popped up, which was kicking above the waist, um, punches. I don't think there was elbows in it. Um, so he went in that AMA kickboxing tournament. And then uh, he won, had an MMA fight too, where he won by knockout, which is real cool. That's awesome, man. And uh, and I saw the video of you just kicking off in Thailand. you uh, over there doing some training and fighting over there. Was that How was that for you as a young fella? <clears throat> yeah, it changed my life. Like, like I was saying before, I was um, – getting up into a bit of trouble. I was partying and sort of hanging around with the wrong crowd. Um, and so I went over to Thailand and sort of cleaned my act up. There's no distractions over there. Just training for full time. Um, the scene, I lived in Isan, which is the poorest region in Thailand over there. So training with those guys, they just, they had so little, but they were so happy and so grateful for what they had. And I was living my dream training and fighting over there full time. So it just sort of set me up to where I am now um, without that experience. I don't know what would happen. I'd probably be dead or in jail or who knows. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's a bit of an eye opener going to a different culture and seeing what people have and don't have and that, right? Yeah, it is. It's like, it's funny. I hear a lot of Australians say, oh, Australia's so terrible. Like I hate, I hate like the people and the people in the Gold Coast, but it's like, you have places like there. And like, I didn't use toilet paper for a year because where I lived, the like the sewage system wasn't good enough. So we had a bowl of water and you had to use that in your hand. Like, it was just like, this is a different place. We don't know how lucky we've actually got it here. Um, so, yeah, it was very eye-opening and it's made me a better person. And, man, having trained like um, BJJ, boxing, Thai boxing and, and competed in them all, um, what do you kind of enjoy the most? Is it boxing or is it you like them all? <clears throat> um, 
I'm not a very big fan of BJJ anymore. I do want to get my black belt one day. If that'll happen, I'm not sure. Um, I am primarily just a straight boxer now. Um, I do love that probably the most out of all of them now. Um, I love I love the Muay Thai. It's fun throwing the kicks, elbows, and knees. Um, adds a bit to it, but primarily just straight boxer, and I I love the art of boxing. Is that is that partly because of the potential for money as well? Because obviously you don't, there's not much money in BJJ and Thai boxing is pretty not so much money as well. But in in boxing at the upper echelon, right, you've got a chance to you know to to hit gold. Yeah, oh, the money is like a big factor for like most people. You see a lot of MMA fighters, like Isaac Hardman, another Aussie guy who's MMA fight, he's transitioned over because the money's just so much better in boxing. Um, but. For me, it's just like, I love the training of boxing. Like, I'm a hard worker. I win most of my fights. I just outwork my opponents. They can't keep up with the pace I set. Um, I'm too physically fit and strong in there for them, and they just break down. And they can't keep up. Um, that's what I love about boxing. Brazilian jiu-jitsu isn't like that. It's a very technical art. Um, you can be super fit, and it does help, but if someone just way more skillful than you, they're going to beat you. Muay Thai is just like the brutal of all fight sports, I believe. Um you work someone, you just break someone down, just you stand in front of each other, just going toe-to-toe pretty much, um, where boxing for me is a lot more fitness aspects and a lot more mind games in that regard. So I'm trying. That's probably why I like it more. Would you ever consider MMA, man? Because you, you got that all-round skill set. You'd be pretty easy for you to transition like later if you felt like it. Yeah, for sure. No, that is a goal. I want to pump out a few. I just want to try and get that world title shot. Um, win a world title tool in boxing. Just work as, well as, as far as I can go in the boxing scene. And from there, just call out the top MMA guy at the time, do the transition from boxing into MMA, like all the MMA guys want to come into boxing. So maybe I'll do the flip around there and I'll challenge the top MMA guy. Yeah, man, it makes sense. If you can get uh, world-renowned in, in boxing, then you, you know, you're know you going to have a fast track to, to fight some of the top guys in MMA, right? Yeah, that's it. And it is like, it is the combination of all of them, MMA. Like you are the proper champ of like fighting, I guess, if you're like the UFC champ who's like a boxer. Yeah, they might beat your stand-up, but if they get taken to the ground, they're done for. So it is sort of like a pinnacle in the fight sport. So it would be cool to have your name at the top there. Um, so that is a goal maybe one day. Um, we'll just see what happens. Um, days are early, working hard, and I'll just take it as it comes. Yeah, man. And on to the, on to the matter at hand. Uh, March 19th, you're facing Billy Dibb uh, for the interna- IBO International Title, WO Oriental Lightweight Championships at Jupiter's Casino on the Gold Coast. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I'm super, super keen. Um, it'll be nearly a year, just shy of a year since I last fought. Um, I had a shoulder operation um, after my last fight. My shoulder's been wrecked for a lot of years now, um, but just try to prolong that surgery as long as I could because I knew even after the surgery, my shoulder may never be 100% again. So I waited out as long as I could. I was lucky to get into that last fight. Um, so then I got in, got it done, and then had the surgery, and now I'm ready to punch on again and super excited to test out the new shoulder. How is it, man? How does it feel? Like you recovered fully? Yeah, fully recovered now. I'm ready to rumble. Um, but did heaps of strength and conditioning. My strength coach, Jay, um, he, he helped me out heaps. A uh, lot, lot of work there and just a lot of rehab and doing a lot of swimming to help strengthen it. And, yeah, it's good to go. That's it, man. So Billy, Billy's obviously pretty renowned. He's he's had some success uh, a long time ago, pretty much for the IBF featherweight title, IBO super featherweight titles. Man, he's a he pretty well known guy in the Australian scene. Uh, got a bit of that Prince Nassim swagger, bro. Uh, how do you how do you find yourself? How do you 
think you're going to go against him, man? Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Um, I hope he brings it on night. I hope he's super fit. It looks like he's been training really hard from what I've heard. He's coming to, he's coming to try and take me out. Um, he wants that other shot at world title glory again. Um, he's been there, done that. He's super experienced. He's He's a flashy boxer. I mean, he knows what he's doing in there. So I'm excited for the test. I'm excited to add the name to the resume. Um, like, I, yeah, I've been grinding. Like I said, I've been in the gym today since 5 a.m. So I've just been working, working hard day in, day out, consistently grinding. So when it comes to fight time, I'll, I'll show everyone while I'm, why I'm in the position I am. Man, just listening to a couple of interviews of Billy's, uh, uh, does you think it seems like he's looking past you a little bit because he was talking about, like, potential for future matchups, et cetera? Um, I think everyone sort of does that as a boxer. Like you're always looking looking towards the future. Um, I don't think he's looking past me. He knows what I bring to the table. I know a lot of people around him don't want him fighting me, um, as well. So he he obviously that, but he he genuinely believes he can beat me. So he's coming out to try and take me. I don't think he's um looking past me at all. Um, I'm expecting a hard, tough fight, but I'm expecting to get the stoppage victory on the night. Awesome. Um, both of you guys in interviews mentioned you leaving no stones unturned. So it's good to hear both of you are pretty, pretty committed to it. Uh, what does that mean to you? Like what, what is your kind of training consist of these days? Like day to day, what are you doing? Oh, I pretty much boxing every day. So like last week I boxed every day. I had like, I had a guy come down from town with us phone. Um, so we Dean shout out to you for helping me out for my rounds as well. But he, uh, yeah, I spot Saturday, Sunday. I've been running every day. I get in the pool, strength, conditioning. Um, I think I ran a total of 42 kilometers worth of long runs and sprints last week in just one week. Um, boxing every day, um, sparring, strength, conditioning. Yeah, just putting in the work. When you say boxing every day, what does that break down to, man? Like what different areas of boxing do you work? Um, so... Like this morning, I had sparring as well because I got a boy down from Townsville. So I just did straight eight eight rounds. I had another guy here too, Warren. Um, so Warren and Dean, they were just going in two in, two out. So the one was in for two rounds, he'd hop out. The other guy would hop in. I just did that for eight rounds. Um, after that, I did uh two rounds pads to make the ten rounds like the fight's going to be. Finished off with some shadow and some ground uh ground conditioning, so like push ups and sit ups. Um, this afternoon I'll just go for a light run and do conditioning after that again. Um, so that'll be my day. But boxing's just sparring days, and then you got bag work and technical work with the head coach. Um, that, that's usually what it is for me. Awesome. And then on the other the other side of things, you mentioned strength and conditioning. What sort of stuff do you do? Because people always, you know, debate whether strength and the conditioning is useful for boxing in itself. Yeah, I've actually never been a big fan of strength and conditioning. Um, I've just sort of recently started coming into it. Um, I highly recommend doing strength conditioning. I think it helps. I do a lot of explosive work, a lot of speed work, a lot of circuits for my conditioning. Um, I don't really like lifting weights, um, bulking on size because it just makes you slow. It doesn't make your punches as quick and sharp. Um, so me personally, it's a lot of circuit, a lot of explosive work to try and be that ex- build that explosive power and um, speed. Yeah, man. And, and also a lot of people doing different things now for recovery. Uh, what do you do for recovery? Do you do any of those things like sauna or ice bars or concentrate on your sleep and diet and all that sort of thing? Yeah, so I've, I have a really good diet. I'm coming into a camp. Like I'm one of the tallest, I'm the tallest ranked lightweight in the world. I don't know if I'm the tallest ever, but I'm definitely the tallest ranked lightweight in the world. Um, so Make your weight. I've got to stick to a nice, solid diet. Um, I'm eating healthy every day. So that's like a big one for me for recovery. Um, we got ice path here in a spa at our gym. So I use that 
um, two, three times a week. Saunas, um, whenever I feel like it. I usually leave the saunas for the end of the camp when I'm cutting weight. Um, but my recovery is um, stretching as well. After every session, I have a good stretch and seems to help the body recover a bit faster. Yeah, that's good, man. Hey, um, just wondering, do any of those skills that you've learned in, in grappling and, and Thai boxing um, transfer over? Like, what Does any of that really transfer directly to the, the boxing for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm like the tallest ranked lightweight in the world and my inside game is second to none. Like, a lot of people struggle with my inside game. And even though I'm a taller guy than everyone else, you think my inside game would be weaker than most people's, but I just know from the clinch and tie, from jiu-jitsu grappling, I'm comfortable on the inside being close to someone. So I can use those skills to help push my opponent around and help lean on them and not let them execute their inside game and I can just execute mine. Um, so I definitely think the Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu has helped my boxing game. Yeah, when I, I had a chat with Billy and he actually mentioned that that's the only area he feels that it might help you a little bit is in that clinch, right? Because in that tight sort of clinch and in boxing, it, it's, it can kind of help you a little Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, good he realises that. Um, yeah, well, he'll, he'll see it on fine night. <laughs> if, he, if he starts getting ahead of you, bro, you just flick up a head kick <laughs> just accidentally. <laughs> yeah. I'll never lose in a fight. I'll lose on DQ if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Spinning around and choking out or something. Yeah. Hey, bro. Um, so, like, I talked about Billy looking to the future. Uh, what about you, man? So, what are your sort of goals and plans if and when you win this uh, next one? What's the what's the next step? Um, to be honest, I just leave that to my team. Um, I just train hard and just try and stop whoever they put in front of me. That's usually just my big game plan. I know we have talked about going overseas straight after this fight. Um, at my stable mate Dempsey McKean, he's fighting next weekend. I'm over in the UK though to arena. He just fought in America. Liam Paro, another um, ace boxing boy, he just fought on Jake Paul undercard overseas. So we already have um, a lot of clubs over there. So I was looking to make my move overseas and get a bigger fight over there. Um, the only other lightweight in Australia I'd want to face is George Gambosis, and he's number one. So he's chasing a couple of bigger boys right now, um, as he should be, uh, being in the number one position. So I'll just keep pushing up until I get my shot at him. Awesome. Hey, man, I was uh, just one last sort of question. I was uh, watching your video, like I said, of you doing an interview when you're over in Thailand and you're a young, young, clean little kid. And now look at you, man. You're just like head to toe tattoos, bro. What brought on that change? Um, so my dad had head tattoos back in the day. Um, he had a couple. He didn't really have too many, but he had head tattoos. His fine name, um, no excuses, tattooed on the back of his head. He had like the Malaysian Star and Mood, the Southern Cross on one side. He had a tiger on the side of his head. So I was always going to get um, a tattoo later on in life. Um, and I've just sort of, I've, I've got a couple of good friends that are tattoo artists and they've sponsored me. And it's also just fallen into place that way. I like to look at tattoos. I think that looks sick. So. Here I am covered up. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're only a young fella now, man. By by later on, you're gonna be fully covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah real estate, bro. I'll leave my face and neck. Um, don't wanna go too crazy and overboard with it, but um, I do want to cover both my arms and uh both my legs. Awesome, awesome, man. I've got a few tats myself. I'm just uh, just impressed at the speed at which you get you're getting him on top of you, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like in between training camps, like I can't get him during a camp because you need to have time off. You need to let them heal and stuff. So it's usually after camp, I'm usually booked in like three, four sessions over two weeks, just trying to pump them out, um, get them done because then I've got to like no tattoos again, preparing for the next fight. That's it, man. 
All right, Bo. Well, that, that's all the questions I had for you today. Um, great to hear about you, man. And, and I, I like the way you've transferred over from a couple of different sports and that and, and got a goal of competing in MMA as well. I'll, I'll be following you to see how you go with your boxing and then into MMA, hopefully. And um, yeah, best of luck. I hope everything goes well in the preparation and I hope you really go well in the fight. May the best man win. Uh, and I hope we have a good fight to watch. Cheers, no, thank you all for having me on. And um, yeah, I can't wait to fight too. Make sure everyone tunes in because um, I'll be putting on one hell of a show. Awesome. Thanks for your time, bro.